Welcome, friends, to the Elul 8 episode of Footsteps of the Messiah. Today, we are going to cover why say le David Hashim Ori during the month of Elul. So, uh, we are going to just jump right in here. Let's read, Lord our God, King of the universe, who charges us with your commandments and who commands us regarding the engagement of Torah study. All right, so Psalm 27, uh, let's take a look at that and read it first. So it goes like this. Le David, Adonai, Uri, Vaishi, Mimi, Ira, Adonai, Maoz, Chayai, Mimi, Efchad, Bikrov, Alai, Mereim, Le Echol, Et, Besari, Sari, Veoi, Vai, Li, Hema, Kashlu, Venaflu, Im, Tahane, Alai, Mahane, Lo, Gira, Libi, Im, Takum, Alai milchama bezot ani boteach achat shealti me'et Adonai ota avakesh shivti bavet Adonai kol yemechayai lachazot benoam Adonai ulevaker behechalo ki yitz peneni basuko ביום רעה יסתירני בסתר אוהלו בצור ירום ממני. ואתה ירום ראשי על אויבי סביבותי ואז בך ואוהלו זבחי תרועה עשירה ועזמרה לאדוני. שמע אדוני קולי אקרא וחנני וענני לך אמר לי בבקשו פני את פניך אדוני אבקש אל תסתר פניך ממני אל תת באף עבדך עזרתי חי... הייתי אל תתשני ואל תעזבני אלוהי גישי כי אבי ואימי עזבוני ואדוני יאספני. הורני אדוני דרכך ונכני באורך מישור למען שורריי. אל תתנני בנפש צרי כי קמעו בי עדי שקר ויפח חמס. לולך האמנתי לראות בטוב אדוני בארץ חיים, קווה אל אדוני חזק ויאמץ ליבך וקווה אל אדוני. Alright, in English. Of David, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. For whom shall, from whom shall I be frightened? When evildoers draw near to me to devour my flesh, my adversaries and my enemies against me, they stumbled and fell. If a camp encamps against me, my heart shall not fear. If a war should rise up against me, in this I trust. One thing I ask of the Lord, that I shall seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to see the pleasantness of the Lord and to visit his temple every morning, that he will hide me in his tabernacle, his super- on the day of calamity he will conceal me in the secret of his tent and that word is ohel like the ohel moed the tent of meeting he will lift me up on a rock and now my head will be raised over my enemies around me and will sacrifice offer in his tent offerings with joyous song i will sing and chant praise to the lord 
Hearken to me, O Lord, to my voice, which I call out and be gracious to me and answer me. On your behalf, my heart says, seek my presence, your presence, O Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your presence from me. Do not turn your servant away with anger. You are my help. Do not forsake me and do not abandon me, O God of my Yeshi. Same root as Yeshua. For my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord gathers me in. Instruct me, O Lord, in your way, and lead me in the straight path because of those who lie in wait for me. Do not deliver me to the desires of my adversaries, for false witnesses and speakers of evil have risen against me. Had I not believed in seeing the good of the Lord in the land of the living, hope for the Lord. Be strong, and he will give your heart courage, and hope for the Lord. All right. So the... Rashi commentary on this I want to read because it's really interesting. So he doesn't have um, too much uh, because it's not an extremely long psalm. But Rashi says about the phrase in verse 3, in this I trust, it is what he is talking about below. The word this is referring to the Lord is the stronghold of my life. Verse 4 and he writes about to visit his temple every morning, to appear there every morning. And from Dunash, which is uh, Teshuvot, Dunash, page 53, explained in this manner. Menachem, uh, that's Machberet Menachem, page 47. However, associated it with Leviticus 27, 33. He shall not inquire, but Dunash ex- interpreted it as an expression of mourning, boker. So that's uh, the word boker, um, Instead of the word inquire, where it says one thing I ask of the Lord that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life and to see the pleasantness of the Lord and to visit his temple every morning. There was a debate in the word levaker or leboker so that instead of inquiring in his tent that he would visit it in the morning. So just a play on words and it could mean both. It could mean to inquire in the morning, to seek him in the morning. And moving on to verse 5, this phrase Rashi comments on that he will hide me in his tabernacle. I am confident that he will hide me in his temple. And we learned in Seder Olam chapter 18 that this verse was stated concerning Yoash, the son of Ahaziah, who was hidden by his sister. That's from 2 Kings eleven three. His sister Yehoshavah in the attic of the Holy of Holies. That's the, the most holy place. I'm sorry. It's the, the most sacred place in the temple. As the matter is stated, 2 Kings eleven three, he was hiding with her in the house of the Lord for six years. So the commentary Rashi states here is referring to, is saying that David Melech, King David, when he wrote this, was referring to this specific instance where Yoash, the son of Ahaziah, was hidden by his sister in the Holy of Holies. So this actually happened to someone down, you know, he was prophesying about it because David was before Yoash. All right. And he also says, he stood my feet on a rock is Rashi's interpretation of he will lift me up on a rock and stand my feet there. Verse six, sacrifices with joyous song. Um, There are offerings over which a song is recited. And that's all he says about that verse. Verse eight, on your behalf, my heart says, seek my presence. So Rashi says, on your behalf, as your agent, my heart says to me, all of you Israelites seek my presence and I obey it. Your quote, your presence, O Lord, I will seek. The word lecha is... uh, to you or for you is like Job 33, 6, where he says, behold, I am like your mouth to God. That is in his stead. 
will you contend for God? Job asks, or his, the, the character in Job that, that says that. I don't know who it is because uh, I'm not looking at that text. In, will you contend for God, meaning in his stead, instead of God? Here too, on your behalf, my heart says, in your stead, my heart comes to me to say this. I don't understand everything Rashi says, but I'm reading it to y'all and trying to process it and explain it at the same time. But this is a little outside of my understanding. So uh, you can see this for yourself at Chabad.org when you go to Psalm 27 and look up the Rashi commentary. All right, verse 9. Do not turn away. So Rashi says the Hebrew word Tav Tet, which is pronounced in Hebrew, it is pronounced... Uh, where is it? Just saw it here. Um, Altaster. Ah, oh, yeah. Altat. So do not bend over as above 1810 uh, says, and he bent the heavens. But in this case, he says, don't turn away. Don't bend over. And in verse 10 of this Psalm, for my father, and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord gathers me in. So of that phrase, uh, Rashi says, at the time of consummation or at the time of intercourse, they intended their own pleasure. As soon as their pleasure is over, this one turns his face this way and that one turns her face the other way. And Rashi's commenta- comment- making a con- stating commentary on the intimacy between father and mother and that he says to the Lord, but God gathers me in and stays face to face with me. And then uh, the Lord gathers me in. He says, the Holy One, blessed be he, guards the droplet and forms the fetus. So he guards the, the tiniest fertilized egg and forms the human out of it. God doesn't turn away from the moment, the second that you're conceived. That's really beautiful. So moving on to verse 12, Rashi commentary, uh, he says to the desires of my adversaries to have their desire fulfilled through me. Do not deliver me to the desires of my adversaries, meaning do not allow their desire to be fulfilled through me. And speakers of evil. So the Hebrew um, is uh, Hamas, like the terrorist group Hamas, which means violence. So the speakers of evil, another explanation is an expression of a trap. So speakers of evil, he's saying, could also mean um, a trap. So had I not believed in seeing, etc., Rashi says here about this phrase, if I had not believed in the Holy One, blessed be he, those false witnesses would have already risen against me and destroyed me. The word lule is punctuated for the homily, which our sages expounded in Brachot 4a, which is from the... Mishnah or Talmud? Talmud, I believe. I know that you give reward to the righteous in the world to come, but I do not know whether I have a share with them or not. So David is here saying, had I not believed in seeing the good of the Lord in the land of the living? And Rashi is saying that he knows. He's saying, I know that you give reward to the righteous. Um, And then this is just like uh, uh, a very unique word. And it's even got four uh, markings above it, which mean, means there's like a hidden meaning there that Rashi doesn't go into. And I don't have the answer for right now. So to be continued on that, I have to look into that and try to get back to you during a little. Last verse, Rashi says the phrase, hope for the Lord. And if your prayer is not ex- uh, accepted, reinforce your hope. 
And I don't know how you would know if your prayer is not accepted or not. But let's always reinforce our hope. Okay, so let's go back over to why Psalm 27. I know some of that may have been confusing. I don't understand it at all. Rashi commentary is supposed to be for the layperson, but a layperson with a deeper background than I have. So if you want to know who Rashi is, uh, we did an episode, uh, I think two or three episodes ago, where we talked about the history and the timing of Rashi and who he was a little bit. But Rashi did commentary on... Um, uh, some sec, many sections of almost the entire, if not the entire Hebrew Bible. And um, he brings it down to layman's terms. But even some of Rashi, I don't understand. So I'll do what I can. Uh, all right. So Psalm 27, it begins with the words to David, the Lord is my light and salvation. The Midrash tells us that my light is associated with Rosh Hashanah. And the phrase my salvation is associated with Yom Kippur. We also find that a later verse in the psalm that he will hide me in his sukkah is associated with Sukkot. So, yet the custom of uh, reciting this psalm with Rosh Chodesh Elul until the last day of Sukkot does not appear for well over a thousand years later. So Rosh Chodesh Elul is the new moon of the month of Elul, which we're in right now. We're on day eight, getting ready to go into day nine. So I'm a little bit late uh, broadcasting this, but thank you for your patience. Now, the earliest mention of the custom of reciting, reciting Psalm 27 during Elul seems to be the work Sefer Shem uh, Tov Katan, by the, which means uh, the book of the name, uh, the, book of the, the s- book of the small good name, or the book of the good name that is small, or the small book of the good name. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure, but Sefer Shem Tov Katan, by the Kabbalist Rabbi Benjamin Benish Cohen, published in 1706. He writes that one who recites this psalm in a state of holiness, purity, and great concentration will have his prayers answered, and that it has the power to nullify divine decrees. While this appears to be the earliest written mention, it is worth noting that some cite a tradition from the Baal Shem Tov, who lived 1698 to 1760, that it was the 16th century mystic Rabbi Eliu, Eliyahu Baal Shem who established the custom of reciting Psalm 27 during the high holiday season. Another explanation is that it is a time of divine mercy, as it was when Moshe achieved forgiveness for the people after the sin of the golden calf. Every year, it is the time when God is especially accessible, this time during Elul, like a king who goes out to the field to make himself available to any subjects who wish to greet him. As seen in the narrative of Moshe's time on high, securing, on high comma, securing forgiveness, a key element of God's mercy is the phrase known as the 13 attributes of mercy. Appropriately, God's name, the Tetragrammaton, the four-letter name of God, is mentioned 13 times in this psalm. So the verse it's talking about, uh, I'm going to try to do it from memory. It says, Adonai, Adonai, Vechanun, wait, El Rachum Vechanun Erecha Paim, Barav Chesed Emet, Notzer Chesed Emet, Notzer something, La Lafim. So Adonai, Adonai, God of mercy and grace uh, who extends his mercy to the thousandth generation that's I, i'm not i don't remember it as well um in apparently in hebrew or in english but that's the the verse he's talking about and god's name is mentioned 13 times so they attribute 13 attributes of mercy to the lord during okay so when do you recite psalm 27 uh sorry that was a little bit of a rough tangent but 
I'll try to get you that um, reference on that scripture. During which prayers is this psalm to be recited? Those who follow uh, the Nusach, the Sephardic um, order of the prayers, customly, customarily recite it after morning and afternoon prayers. The Ashkenazic custom is to say it after morning and evening prayers. So there are also various customs regarding when exactly it is to be said in the prayer service. Uh, one custom is to recite it in the morning service immediately after the song of the day, and that's the, the, song, the psalm, uh, P-S-A-L-M, that was recited in the temple. That, so you have a different one Sunday all the way through Shabbat. And in Mincha, that's the afternoon prayer service right before Aleinu. Now, the general premise is that we recite it as long as we are being judged for the new year. Thus, some have the custom to say it until Yom Kippur. That's the day that Moshe secured completely complete forgiveness. So remember something, just a tangent here. As you go into the high holiday season, Yom Kippur is actually the day when Moshe um, achieved forgiveness uh, for the sin of the golden calf. Now, others recite it uh, until Shemini Atzeret or even Simchat Torah. And uh, another custom is to recite it until Hoshana Rabbah, which is a Chabad custom, since that is when the judgment is sealed and you um, smash the, well, on eighth day, you smash, I think, I can't remember if it's Hoshana Rabbah or Shemini Atzeret, that you uh, destroy the willow branches. I believe that's on the eighth day, but I, I can't remember. I apologize. So on Hoshana Rabbah, let's just read real quick. The seventh day of the festival of Sukkot, considered to be the final day of the New Year's divine judgment, in which the year's fate is determined. The... Uh, in addition to the four kinds, the four, the Sheva, uh, sorry, the Arba Minim, the uh, four kinds that are taken on the preceding days of Sukkot, an additional willow is taken on this day. It is customary to stay up all night on the eve of Hoshana Rabbah and study Torah. So um, that's when the judgment is sealed. Since the customs are numerous, each individual and community should embrace their unique traditions and the sincere hope that we all be inscribed and sealed for a sweet new year. Uh, thank you, friends, for joining us on another episode of Footsteps of Messiah. May you be blessed and encouraged. Please send any comments, suggestions, or criticisms, feedback with love and respect to footstepsofthemessiah at gmail.com. May you be blessed and encouraged. Shalom, shalom.